All right. Well, welcome. I'm Jason Beardall, and I'm the president of England Logistics. And I have here with me Ryan Levine, who's our executive vice president of England Carrier Services. We have Sean Beardall, who's the executive vice president of our logistics services. And we have Jeremy Dalamy, who's our vice president of brokerage services. And yeah, we're all sitting here in this brand new world to us, a world that we thought we were all ingrained in the utilization of technology and we've had so many things happen on our planet here in the last couple of weeks that we're all living this this new version of normal that seems to change daily included in that is the use of uh, new technology or better leveraging technology and certainly one of the things that's evolved heavily is the way that we communicate with one another both personally and professionally. And so uh, we thought we would take a, a little bit of time and just chat together as a team about our experience over the last couple of weeks, um, maybe some viewpoints as to the, the world in general and how it impacts our industry, uh, as well as an update as to what we've seen, experienced, and been doing within the England logistics shop. And so uh, we're excited to chat with you, but given the fact that you're not in front of us, it makes for an interesting situation to chat with people that, that might be listening to it, but uh, are not live right now. At least it's a unique new world to us. So maybe let's start, guys, by by just chatting about, boy, the experience and the, the evolution of, of everything that we've seen over the last two weeks. And I'll maybe start this off because I know it's been a common conversation amongst the four of us uh, by looking back on two weeks ago, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that seems like that will at least be infamous in my mind. But, you know, we, we were aware of, of COVID-19. We were seeing the escalation. We were seeing it in other countries and all of a sudden it crossed the U.S. borders and we started to just see this this domino effect of major events and major triggers and major announcements that just started rolling one after another. Um, you know, some of that started with the cancellation of, of March Madness and the NBA games. And then we just started seeing all these news announcements and uh, the U.S. Uh, government's reaction. Um, and it was it was a pretty overwhelming weekend. And I, in fact, to the point where I thought at that point that, geez, this from an emotional wear standpoint, this feels like a little bit of a pinnacle. Uh, but I remember that weekend mostly not because of the stress and angst that I felt, but I remember coming into the office Monday morning and just being utterly impressed with the team at England Logistics. And it was vibrant and alive and people had great attitudes and they were working and jumping into the seats and anxious to deliver and get people rolling in trucks and deliver for our clients. and yet the interaction with one another was so positive. There was just so much lift for me personally as I walked into the office that morning. What, Ryan Levine, what, what, what do you remember about that weekend as well as that, that first day of this new world for us uh, coming in that Monday morning? You know, very, very similar experience. And, you know, Jason, I, I think a lot of that is contrast to what we were seeing through some of the large media channels that were publishing a lot of negativity and fear. And uh, without question, it was refreshing to be a part of a team that was going into solution mode. We have a culture 
that is centered around people. And it was fun and exciting to see that play into action where uh, people were without question trying to, to connect with one another, see how we could help one another, uh, find solutions to the new challenges that we were facing. And outside of our company, it's awesome to be a part of such a large and impressive carrier base uh, of, of drivers on the road. And, and no question, their worlds have changed quickly over the last week or two as well. But just so impressed with how many truck drivers are on the road who are willing and anxious to not only work hard, but to serve their country and to serve uh, the relationships and the customers that they have in play um, just exciting to be part of an industry that is really stepping up and, and helping. And as you mentioned, Ingle Logistics specifically, exciting to be a part of a team that is anxious to participate in, in those solutions as well. Yeah, great thoughts. I, and you point out uh, some of the, gosh, it, it seems like a cloud of pessim, pessimism um, when you turn on most forms of media. And if that's our only outlet for information, boy, we can we can all feel pretty down pretty quickly, uh, but it's it's surrounding ourselves with the optimism and the positivity, and that's what ultimately sees this nation as well as the the globe through this pandemic. So great great points, great comments, right, Jeremy? What uh, what are your thoughts? What would you add to that? Yeah, I think given the timeline that that we're discussing, starting you know almost a week and a half ago. I thought what was really interesting was just the velocity of information and changes that that were coming, right? Um, like you said, it seemed as though the kind of the hallmark was when the NBA canceled their season. I remember that night sitting with my wife thinking, oh, well, that's weird, right? I mean, that's a pretty big step, something we, we've never seen before. And it seemed like after that, it was just this massive onslaught of, yeah, then it rolled into March Madness and continued throughout the sports world, which we all know as Americans is is sacred ground for us. So you started removing that, and I think it heightened everyone's awareness of the real scenario. So then coming back into work and and then seeing, you know, even states and local communities reacting differently, you know, and we have shops all over the U.S., so keeping informed about what was happening in a place like Portland, Oregon, or Atlanta, Georgia, and, and what was happening there, what was happening here in Salt Lake, um, the changes, um, the steps we were marching towards to, um, you know, figure out how we were getting our workforce to be remote, given that was the landscape, right? How do we do that? That was something that was somewhat foreign to us. We don't have a, a huge remote workforce. So we're dealing with all the work stuff, right, in terms of internally making sure that we have employees that are, first of all, safe and second of all, functional, and then also meeting the needs of the business, right? So we were juggling two massive things at the same time, making sure there weren't any massive hiccups. And, you know, it was it, it's one of those things. I think the hallmark of the last two weeks for me have personally been there's a lot of things that you can say you are. I'm adaptable. I'm flexible. I'm solution solution oriented. But very rarely do you get the chance to actually demonstrate that, which, you know, I think the team here from the top down 
showed more than ever that, yeah, we're solution oriented, we're creative, and we can keep everything moving in the right direction in the midst of, of all this turmoil. Yeah, great, great comments. And the, the, the inspiration in all of this continues to be for me, seeing the regular display of the hearts of people doing great things and being caretakers of one another, right? That's been, that continues to lift me on a daily basis as I see that not only within England Logistics, but geez, we have some killer talent and some great people that really want to do the right thing by one another. And so we see that regularly here, but seeing that, you know, everywhere you go, you see acts of kindness all around us and and that's what we continue to need more of. Um, Sean, what, what else would you add to that? Yeah, a lot of those same feelings and, and commentary. I think uh, what my mind keeps going back to is, is just sheer gratitude, right? Gratitude to be in an industry that uh, is not as, I wouldn't say volatile, that's probably not the right term, but is, is a little bit protected in scenarios like this. This is an industry that you continually see step up and is populated by solutionists, right? From hurricanes in Florida to flooding in, in Houston, Texas and parts of Texas to uh, the fires in California, you see this industry as a whole rally around those in need and just come together as, as a, a, a team. And I think we saw that amplified here at England Logistics. We saw uh, remote offices supporting other offices. We saw team members stepping up. We've constantly seen over the last couple of weeks uh, frontline sales folks learning new IT skills and helping out those in need that are just having hardware or software issues. So it's, it's just, uh, it, it's pretty cool to see the entire industry as well as our individual teams rallying together to become solutionists and not necessarily feeding into some of the hype and some of the, the pessimistic views that you can uh, that you can readily see on the news and that are being broadcast. So, so pretty cool to to be a part of this industry, even though it's it's challenging times for a lot throughout the country. Uh, again, just a huge feeling of gratitude to be a part of the industry, a part of the team that we are a part of here at Yale. Yeah, that that certainly has been a theme. I know as I have the privilege of interacting with the, the three of you on a daily by hour by minute basis. That's been an ongoing theme. And I think that that represents, you know, a couple things. First of all, the four of us are certainly faith based individuals. But I think regardless of what you believe by way of faith, there's that element of keep things in context you know, call it whatever you will, glass half full, but geez, well, this pandemic has been scary and incredible. It could have been so much worse, right? The spread rate could have been so much worse. The fatality rate could have been so much worse. And and that's that's hard to say in the face of some countries that have been hit really, really hard, you know, like Spain and France and Italy, certainly, uh, especially with with the mortality rates being as high as they are and so i don't dilute the impact of the loss of life and the tragedy that that is but i acknowledge full well this this was a a bit of a softball compared to what it could have been and i think that it serves as great preparation for all of us in so many ways and we'll, we'll talk more about that in just a minute jerry i think you had an additional comment on this topic yeah I, i'm almost i'm sitting here chuckling to myself because none of us or we've all failed to mention that 
you know, for folks not located in Salt Lake, we actually had a 5.9 earthquake last Wednesday. And it's funny because now in the scope of things, you know, if you were to take everything we're dealing with individually, it's a lot in and of itself, right? So last Wednesday, we're dealing with ensuring workforce is safe, uh, transitioning to remote, uh, the pandemic, and then we get rocked at 7.30, 7.20 in the morning with a 5.9 earthquake here in Salt Lake that, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of experiences up here of going through earthquakes. So for us, it was a pretty big jolt to the system. It broke a, a water line in our in our in our main area out here, just right outside my office. Um, we're evacuating people. People are obviously shaken up. So we literally had to pause on everything else we were working on to ensure that in that moment, the earthquake scenario that again, we're keeping people safe. We're taking the right steps and it's just interesting to see to see all that rolled in now that that was you know an earthquake by itself here would have been a big deal but in the scope of things it was like okay everything's good okay let's let's continue to, to trudge forward it was just you know when i got to last week and i was like what a week <laughs> like what a week we were, we were all joking internally like okay so all we need is a tornado all we need is a massive flooding. Like if it's gonna happen, let's just get it all over with right now so that we know we can tackle any and all of it together. Yeah, to the point where it's a little bit crazy, but how many times have we sat here and just, just I mean, you can't you can't help but just laugh, right? That, and, and maybe let's back up and set that stage just a little bit because not everyone listening to this, you know, it didn't really in the, in the midst of everything with, COVID-19, it didn't, it didn't really make national news the way that it otherwise would have. And even within Utah, you know, there was varying degrees of, of damage versus I felt a little rumble. And so uh, just to set the stage a little here, we, we, you know, we back up to Monday morning, we're coming on the heels of that weekend where things were just snowballing so quickly and you're feeling pretty heavy, grateful to be surrounded by family that's safe and healthy um anxious to get in to work and and make an impact we come in mo monday morning and the team's after it and we're feeling pretty good uh we start the migration of workforce to working from home both monday and tuesday thinking that we're we're working at what had been to that point a feverish pace to accomplish that which you're moving hundreds of people to a work from home environment in an overnight situation and that itself was unheard of. You know, in normal circumstances, we would take weeks to prepare for and then weeks to migrate and work out the kinks. And here we didn't have that luxury. We needed to get our work, our, our, our employee, our team members safe and in a safe environment. So amidst all of that, here we come in Wednesday morning. And for those of you that aren't aware, we're, we're a 7 a.m. culture. We're talking about the, the headquarters location here in Salt Lake. We've got about 350 people in the office by 7 a.m. and by 7.09, people are up and going, working, and we start to feel this rumble, and you have those microseconds, at least for me, that were, is this really happening right now? Is this, is this really happening right now amidst everything else? And then, you know, then your, your nature kicks in, and you start, you become that fight or flight, and boy, those things that you wonder about yourself for a lifetime, am I, you know, truly, am I a run into the fire guy or am I a run for the fire guy? And we had countless acts 
of individuals that ran into the fire in the name of caring for the individual team members here on site. And boy, for context, we're less than 10 miles from the epicenter of a 5.9. We got hit. We felt this thing. We had, you know, everything as minor as dozens and dozens of monitors being thrown to the ground and shattered and to, you know, Ryan, Ryan's office, he had a large credenza, which you don't see in back of him anymore now, because the thing came crashing to the floor, crushed on top of his chair, just as he dived under the desk to safety. I mean, talk about a small miracle that Ryan was safe in that event. It took four of us to lift that thing back into place. We've got a hot, hot water main that burst that is spewing boiler water out onto the floor and excuse me, 5.7, not 5.9 earthquake. And in the midst of all of that, your immediate reaction now is, okay, COVID-19 is still here and we've got to, we've got to embrace, you know, these, this social distancing as we try and evacuate people from the building. And it just, boy, talk about a heavy compounding to the point where adrenaline, my adrenaline gets going now, again, just talking about it. And that entire day, adrenaline was was at a, a, a high. You just didn't come down for a while to the point where when I laid in bed that night, it was like this let down and this release and fatigue just set in. But again, boy, the events of the day simply magnified the human effort and human kindness as we saw countless examples. Sean, you recall a member, a leadership team member, we were watching some of the video later that afternoon and uh, we saw a pretty, pretty neat special act of kindness. You want to, you want to speak to that that we saw on video later on? Yeah, talking about uh, the fight or flight mentality, man, we've, we've got a bunch of fighters here in our Salt Lake office. We, uh, one guy specifically, um, you can see him on the camera uh, within, you know, a few seconds of the, the major earthquake hitting and then, you know, a few seconds go by and you feel a few aftershocks. So the building was seemed like it was shaken for quite a long time. I don't know exactly how long those aftershocks lasted or how big some of those immediate ones were, but uh, you saw folks hunkered under desks, making sure that they were safe and protected. Um, and you've you've got one individual in particular that uh, is is going around sees an individual under her desk, uh, clearly um, frightened, um, and he runs up, pulls her out from under the desk once all the shaking had stopped, and it was it was safe enough for him to do so. He puts his arm around her, hunkers down over her, walks her to the door, gets her out, makes sure that she's with some other folks that are exiting the building. Um, and then you just see him turn right back around and run right back out to the floor to check on all the other folks. So again, I mean, you talk about folks that are just rallying around each other and a sincere desire for the safety and well-being of others. We are crazy blessed. I mean, again, going back to gratitude, so grateful that Ryan was okay under his desk when that credenza came down because that could have been uh, a lot more serious than uh, that wanted to ended up being, but man, we've got hero story after hero story that uh, we'll be anxious to share once we get some of that video footage and, and sharing some of those so those clips and some of those pictures. Jer and Ryan, what are some other examples of hero stories that you were able to to witness? Ryan, let's start with you if you're all right with that. You know, I 
a lot of the same. And I think I think the mentality of of fighting in the moment has been explained really well by by you and Sean, the the countless heroics of people making sure the safety of others was was first and foremost their priority. But I think uh, the courage that was shown throughout the course of that day continued on. I was I was amazed at how many people, uh, their their reach was first and foremost within their team, uh, reaching out to their families and their loved ones, making sure that they were safe. And immediately we had people who were anxious to get back into the office, reach out to their clients, communicate with them what had happened, how we were still going to find ways to uh, to serve and uh, make sure that everything was was done accordingly uh, as it needed to for that day. We saw a huge outreach from our teams in Portland, in Atlanta, uh, Detroit, that were anxious to help. They heard the news. They were aware of what had gone on. Um, and it seemed like within minutes we had uh, client lists that were distributed, phone calls that were being made. I think we all had dozens and dozens of clients who received phone calls from people they didn't know within our company, introducing themselves for the first time, just saying, we've had some tough stuff go on. Hey, we're here to help. And uh, that that mentality was just so impressive throughout the entire day. And uh, amidst all of that, we had the one big earthquake, but dozens of aftershocks throughout the day. And uh, clearly the first one had the most physical rumblings to it, but it seemed like every aftershock came with that noise. You knew that something was coming and we'd laugh a little bit. We'd be on conference calls and clearly I was the first one to dive under a desk again, uh, being a little jittery from that morning. Uh, but that, that reminder that uh, these big disasters can happen at any moment seemed to be a reminder to us throughout the course of that day as well. And and yet our team just continued to look out for each other and look for ways to, to clean things up, look for ways to reach out and to help. And that big of an earthquake, we came in the office Thursday morning and we were we were fully back again. I mean, it was amazing how fast the office was cleaned up and we didn't have a big crew that we hired out to come in and help us either. Everybody just chipped in and did their part. And it was pretty fun to be a part of that. Well, it's amazing too, Jerry, we'll, we'll come to you here, but just power of perspective, right? Something that we always talk about. But when you talk about these aftershocks, these are, I mean, some of these things were 3.9, 3.6, <laughs> 3.2. And we had a couple yesterday that were, they were in the threes and yet their epicenter was only two miles away from our office. So when we're feeling these, these aftershocks or these additional earthquakes, boy, they would be something that would have been two and a half weeks ago, completely unnerving in their own right. And now we've got people, you can just hear the buzz on the floor whenever we feel an aftershock and people woohooing and yipping around these, these events that again, in context and perspective, our views just change and they change at the snap of a finger and boy what a lesson in that right do we really need an external event to change our perspective and cause us to prioritize what's truly important and that's people and always has been for el uh, now more than ever but those reminders and wouldn't it be a shame after all this is said and done as we come through it which we will come through us if we didn't take those and they meant something differently to us, that they were more core to us. 
we all should be different after these events. And when I say different, better as human beings as a result. Jared, additional thoughts on some of the heroics you've seen? Yeah, I wish I would have gone first because I think Rye hit hit the nail on the head. I think he was he was spot on. And I would probably just dovetail both of your comments together. Like you said, you know, we go out there for that snapshot in time, it was all earthquake was on the mind, right? I mean, it was just we just gone through this earthquake. We're checking on families, right? Everything else is kind of in the background. But then as you know, you kind of get out of that moment, you come back to reality and you you realize, yeah we're still in the middle of COVID. Hey, we're still in the, in the midst of a major, you know, employee migration remote and the folks um, on site specifically that Ryan had mentioned, you know, that was on the forefront of their mind too. And obviously everyone was concerned about their families and, and checking on their families. That was paramount. But then understanding everyone realized, hey, but, but we're still in all these other scenarios. So we got to get back in there and we got to get back to work. And obviously, you know, speaking to the full truckload brokerage side specifically, a lot of our clients are food and beverage, and it's vital that that product moved, you know, like, you know, they took the mentality that I can't let this earthquake shake me up from what I'm doing because it's got to be for the greater good right now. And I think that whole greater good mentality has surfaced internally, externally, and as you mentioned, Jace, hopefully for the world in and of itself, right? Like, Right now, everything is centered around this has got to be for the greater good. Well, and, and Jared, if you remember, it seemed like an hour, maybe an hour and a half after the earthquake, we've, we've talked about negative external noise. Uh, you remember how local radio stations started sending rumors that, you know, a seven, eight point earthquake was soon on its way. and. Uh, I remember one of our challenges that day was just trying to push aside that external noise as well. Uh, Jason had done a fantastic job working with some local authorities to identify that purely as, as rumor that there was no substance behind it. But whether it's been the, the coronavirus or this earthquake, it seems like that external media noise is constantly trying to paint a dire picture and boy, we just keep alluding to to having a team that's willing to ignore that, understand what reality is, understand the true facts, and then find solutions and make decisions based on that has been refreshing. Yeah, and Raya, kind of piggybacking off of those comments, I mean, we've seen the team rally together and even just in excitement and in full transparency, I'm 0 for 2 at guessing how big these aftershocks are, <laughs> even just the ones yesterday. Uh, as soon as they hit, you can hear across the floor people trying to guess how big it was, a 2.8 or a 3.0 or a 3.2. And then uh, a lot of us have little alerts or apps on our phones that tell us how big it is. And so as soon as that comes out, then you hear all the hoops and hollers of those that guessed it right and all the dismay of those that guessed it wrong. But yeah, I'm over two. <laughs> let's, let's hope that it doesn't continue long enough for you to be able to refine <laughs> that skill set, Sean. <laughs> 